Welcome to Start at Regions 1 and 3 podcast. My name is Dr. Annie Ranking, and I am a family resource specialist with Starnet Regions 1 and 3. If you'd like to find out more about us, please visit us at starnet.org. Welcome back again. And as I said last week, we are going through some of the topics discussed in our active parenting training courses. And today we're going to be talking about topic two, family meetings, the idea of structure, and the idea of setting up routines. So I have heard several times that in our lifespan, if our lifespan was represented by a yardstick, parents only have about three inches of that yardstick to influence and teach their children before other factors start to take over, such as peers and societal influences. So as parents and caregivers and people who are raising the children in our lives, we might as well take the time and make it as useful and productive as possible so we can help our children's brains grow and develop through the interactions we are able to provide and the information we are able to allow and filter out of our child's reality. Children and adults alike crave structure. As a former classroom teacher and a parent, I can attest to that statement. Children fear the unknown. And when they are unsure of what is happening next, that is unknown and results in a fearful response. Sometimes we may call that challenging behaviors. Likewise, when families are able to meet and discuss structures and other events in their lives of their children, the children begin to feel as if they have a sense of, their, of who they are and how they belong to their family and in their family. They're an active participant in their lives rather than a passive puppet, as the active parenting curriculum states. So how can we ensure that our children feel safe? feel as though they belong in our family, that they're cared for, connected, and feel as if they know that what is going on around them, that they have a voice. Well, first of all, talk. Talk and provide structure. Let our children have a voice in their lives. Just think. If you never had a voice growing up or in the workplace or in other parts of your life, would you feel as though you are worth, worthy of being there? Would you feel as though you are cared for and belong in that situation? Would you have a very high self-esteem? The answer to these questions are probably no. Everyone likes to have a little say in their lives. Now, we as caregivers and parents do need to set some structure and some boundaries. But sometimes those boundaries can be a little bit wider than we may have experienced growing up. So. Some may push back and say, I grew up in a time when children were seen and not heard. Absolutely. However, we have to recognize that a lot of times have changed. Some things we can do nothing about but live in the moment. So in order to help our children survive and thrive in the current society that we live in, we need to teach them how to be an active voice and how to share their active voice in order to have some autonomy within their life. Talking, in essence, is having a family meeting. Now, a family meeting does not need to be like we may see on TV where the parents yell for everyone to come to the living room and there's a big board set up with rules or problems. 
or talking about something that's wrong. Family meetings are just meant to be a time of enjoyment and getting to know each other. So when the time comes to discipline your child, they know through your actions and words that you love them and are helping them develop to the best of your ability. There are different types of family meetings and I will be highlighting a few of, him, few of them here. There are strategies that my husband and I have used from personal experience. I can attest that they work, but they may not work with every family. So as I've said before, going through these active parenting brief synopsis or brief summaries, take what works for your family and put the rest in your caregiving parenting toolkit. So number one, family fun. What is something fun you like to do as a family? What is something fun that your children like to do? What is something fun that you like to do? Let's plan to do those things. Even if you don't really enjoy soccer, but your child does, take a little time to kick a ball around. Spend time together. You may also send them to soccer camp, where the important part is that you are engaging in their likes. When you engage in these conversations and activities, you may find out your child loves to do something that you never imagined. It also builds bonds between you and your child that can be even stronger. Number two, problem solving and prevention. If you find yourself getting frustrated time after time after time in the same situation, it is time to have a problem prevention talk. Now, some of us listening today may have nonverbal children, may have children who are pre-linguistic. Maybe this is a prevention talk with your partner. Maybe this is a prevention talk with yourself. Maybe this is a brainstorming talk, but a prevention talk is important. This is a, not a time for you to command what, how your child needs to behave, but to think about iMessages to think about what you truly need and why you need that. Instead of saying, I am the parent and I am the only one in charge, I will tell you what to do, child, and that's what you will do. Think about how you may be able to include their voice. I would encourage parents and caregivers to try another approach that has great potential to create a different effect. During a problem prevention talk brainstorming session, tell your child, let your child know through the words or the actions that can be shown that you care for them. You will allow them to have those emotions, those strong emotions, but you also have boundaries. So think about how can you imagine what those boundaries are? What are those things within your home that are non-negotiables? And what are those things that can be negotiated? Yes, your job is to keep your children safe. But giving your child voice can also create a safe space. And finally, routines. There are so many routines families go through every day. From getting up to getting ready for school or work. From doing homework to preparing dinner. Getting ready for bed. List could go on. Now, wouldn't it be nice if you had a conversation with your child asking them what they like to do during those routines? You may be thinking right now, ask my child what they want to do 
to brush their teeth or what they want to do during dinner time? Absolutely not. I'm the parent and I will tell them when and how to get ready for bed or to set the table. Again, that is one approach. But within active parenting, they encourage parents and caregivers to try something different if that's not working. Talk, discuss with your child and ask them how they would like their routine to go. Maybe they really like how they do lunch at their school or at their daycare center or at their preschool, and they would like to kind of see some of that during dinner. Chances are, if you're getting a lot of pushback or fighting during different times and different routines in the morning, your child may feel powerless. So how can you help them feel powerful within your boundaries? Remember, your child is someone who is trying to figure out the world around them, and they do have big emotions that cannot be communicated in the same way that many adults communicate their emotions. So give them a choice. Give them a voice. I bet if you have not tried asking your child, in what order do you like to get ready for bed? Or how do you do lunch at school? Would you like to try that here? That you'll get an answer that you may not even imagine. And routines could maybe go smoother because your child has been given that voice. Now, again, I'm not saying let your child say, well, I don't wanna do anything, so I'm not gonna help with anything. I'm not gonna brush my teeth. I'm not gonna go to bed when you tell me. The idea is that I have a structure and there's choices, which we're gonna talk about next week. So when you have the structure and you have the routine at bedtime, and you think about how does your child like to do their bedtime routine, you as the parent can fit within that structure. So during these family meetings or brainstorming sessions by yourself or whoever you're discussing with, think about what is going to give my child the most autonomy within the boundaries that I set in my house. But it's also important that that routine is the same every night, every morning, because children crave structure. All of these things will help your child's brain develop. And remember, the executive center of the brain does not fully develop until we are about the age of 25. And it is our job as the adults in the lives of our children to make sure that all of the connections that we possibly can make are happening within the brains of a child. We're doing that through conversations, helping children think through pros and cons, through problem solving, and most importantly, through routine development. Join us next week to learn a little bit more. Thank you for listening to our podcast from Starnet Regions 1 and 3. If you'd like to find out more about us, please visit us at starnet.org.